I wanted to share with you some thoughts from my heart, and uh, I, I've, been, I've titled my message, Like Father, Like Son. And I would like to share this message to encourage you, uh, also maybe to inform others, but we can do both in the same message. Uh, Jesus made a statement, and we'll read it sometime a little bit later, and um, he says, rather, Stephen uh, made a statement, as your fathers did, so do you. As your fathers did, so do you. And um, I want to share basically from that thought so that we encourage men to be those men that God has uh, purposed the, that they be. Uh, you, God has a purpose for you as a male, uh, and he wants that lived out. In John chapter 10, verse 30, in John chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus says, I and my father are one. I and my father are one. I remember watching, I think it was Jesus of Nazareth many, many, many years ago, many, many, many times. And um, uh, the, the actor says, I and my father are one and the same. And I never forgot it. It just got to me. And so they are one, and we want to explore that. John chapter 17, verse 11, however, uh, Jesus is speaking of his exodus, his leaving the earth. And uh, Jesus is praying in, in his high, uh, high priestly prayer. Um, he says, Father, keep them, his disciples, through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are, that they may be one as we are. Oftentimes people will say to me, um, and well, they'll say to me, uh, Pastor, it's like I know your dad. I, I can't wait to meet your dad. I, it's like I know him. And I, I, I feel like you know him because you know me. And this is what Jesus says. If you had known me, he says to those Pharisees, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. So those who really father us, we are, we are carrying on something, good or bad, to the next generation. And I want to encourage you because I was looking at my message. I thought, wow, this, is, this message is como un latigo, you know. Uh, it, it's like a, a whip. And so I like to do that. And the Lord lets me do that from time to time. <laughs> it's called showing off. <laughs> Occasionally when I'll do that, Judas, of course, knows and I'll mess it up really bad badly and before I can correct it she corrects me and that's like a spanking so I, I won't show off for another several weeks but in Acts chapter 7 verses uh, 51 through 53 Stephen is being stoned for the truth he's being stoned for telling the truth and it's, it's very strange how those accusers made up lies on Stephen concerning the truth is that I want you all to listen to me for a while. And so this is uh, Stephen's strong rebuke to, as it were, the people of God. They were the people of God. He says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Now, I've never, ever gone that far. But, but he was filled of the Holy Ghost. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. So he was saying you were unchanged and you, you stiffen your neck, you're proud, and you want to do your own thing, and you are uncircumcised in heart. In other words, your heart has not undergone a change. 
And he says, and nor have your ears because you make out to uh, whatever is said, you make it out to be what you want it to be. This is what he is saying to them. You always resist the Holy Spirit. No, no, so, so he's talking to us. And so what I'm saying to all of us as dads here, that let us not resist the Holy Spirit. Let us not be uncircumcised in heart. That is, the way you were born, you still are, but you go to church now. That's not the way it's supposed to be. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things are passed away, finished, gone, and behold, all things are become or have become new. So that's what he means by you have had a heart transplant, as it were, by God, a circumcised heart. So then he says, as your fathers did, so do you. So, so, so dads, it's very, very important that we be proper dads, proper fathers. And you, it, you may say, well, it's too late now. My children are grown. No, it's not too late. Remember that song Brother James sang, sings? If I'm not dead, he's not done. I, I mean, that, that's a good statement. And so it is not too late for dads, all right? It's not too late for dads. You, uh, what you have to do is humble yourself and admit, boy, I was not uh, the best dad. A number of years ago, I was talking to one of my brothers here, and uh, I, we were talking about parenting. And uh, he said, you know, if somebody says, I wouldn't change a thing. Now, that may be somebody here in this audience. I wouldn't change a thing. He said, that person hasn't learned anything. So what am I I'm saying? I'm saying there is not a perfect dad in this room. There's no one here who can say, I did it all right. There are some who can say, like old Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, and your way is not God's way. All right? All right? Am I doing all right? All right. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I sort of feel like, like, like this person I was talking to one time, we were talking about marriage and relationship, and uh, it was, uh, actually I was helping this lady uh, give her some directions, and she said, well, pastor, she said, uh, uh, the, the wife is just the thermometer. The husband is the thermostat. I said, oh, all right, let's keep talking. <laughs> so so, so to today, all right, <laughs> I'm the thermometer. <laughs> so Stephen goes on to say, as he says, as your fathers did, so do you. So who did, not so much who brought you to this world biologically, but who fathered you? Who fathered you? What kind of father are you? And what kind of father were you? What kind of father are you? It's not too late. It's not too late. Be the kind of father that, that can bring correction to the family. So you, you're not, not just rebuke. Let me show you the difference between um, a Christian rebuke and a, uh, or rebuking a Christian rather or rebuking the devil. Now if the devil were to come in here and say, get out now in Jesus' name. If a Christian came in in the wrong way, I would say, come on in, sit down. Let me talk to you about how to enter the house of God. So it's a difference in the way we rebuke. I don't want to con converse with Satan. I just want him to get out in Jesus' name. Go to where you, go where you belong. But I can't treat a brother or a sister like that. So as dad, I don't just say no, 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 no. 
I'm just not iron-fisted and say, well, it's just the way my daddy was. You're right, because as your fathers did, so are you. You're doing the same. So we have to be careful, brothers, all right? We have to be careful. And it's not too late to change. If you're not dead, he's not done. Amen. So, so Stephen, says, Stephen says, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? So this, this is so strange in that these people are continuing the same thought processes that their fathers had. That is, their fathers had been rebellious against God, and they were still rebellious. They did not accept opportunities to change. And now they have Stephen, they brought him up on false charges. He says, and they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, Jesus, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers. Wow. So what, what he is saying, what Stephen is saying is that, that you've had an opportunity to change, but you've resisted that. When he says you've resisted the Holy Spirit, he says you've resisted that. So I'm going to say to dads, let's don't resist every opportunity that God gives us to change. Let's don't resist those. You know, I, uh, my wife says something, and uh, you notice I didn't give the other person credit earlier, but I'm giving her credit for this. Uh, uh, she says that Speaking of, of parenting, being a good parent, you are never supposed to give up when your child hasn't given up. Uh, sort of different words. So what I'm saying is you, you f keep parenting, you keep fathering, even if you don't see any results, you keep fathering, and it doesn't matter how old they are, you keep fathering. You just father differently. Yeah. I'm still a dad. I know I'm a dad. God made me a dad. I think I was a little old daddy walking around here like that, waiting on children. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a dad. So that means that I'm always fathering. I do it differently. I do it as an adult, but I still must father. So I'm saying to all you dads, I know, I hope this is kind of some warm fuzzies in it and the message, but I want it to be helpful. I want to be helpful today because th this is the day we honor our dads. We, we want to make sure that dads know that I think they are important. And, of course, in the industry that I worked in uh, much of my life, um, it was my responsibility to get the project done safely first and economically. And I wanted to make sure every one of those dads went home. And I'm thankful to God that, that, that on every job that I, I supervised, nobody went home in a box. And there were, a lot, there were a lot of them who did, but they, they never did on my job. So my job was, I, I'm going to get you home safely because you come out here and work and give your blood, your sweat, and your tears so that your family would, would be provided for. And if you appreciate it, no place you'll, will be appreciated when you work for me. That was my view. That was my view. So I appreciate these fathers. <clears throat> a lot of times, you, you as, as, as wives, moms, you don't know what they go through. You, know, you just see the, the man that came home. You don't know the anguish they've gone through. And so I don't want to put them through any more anguish, but I want to tell the truth. You don't know the insults and the injury that they have undergone. You don't know. You don't, they don't tell you. And they get up, they get dressed the next day and go hit it again. I appreciate these men. I appreciate those, those men. 
So Stephen has said, because they haven't changed, they continue to injure and hurt people. And this is what he says. They have become the betrayers and murderers of Jesus. And they have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. So, so what, what Stephen is saying is, man, you guys are really messed up. I'm not speaking of you. I'm talking about Stephen and these people. He, he says, you are really messed up. God sent prophets to you to bring correction. He even gave you the law through the mediation of angels. Beings much higher, and you have not kept the law. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 23, verses 29 through 32, Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. So, so they're saying, We're not like our forefathers they were. Listen to what he says. Jesus says, therefore you are witnesses against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. You are witnesses. Why? How are you witnesses? By the actions, your actions, by the acts that you, you perform, by the way you carry yourself, by the words that come out of your mouth. You're just like your daddy. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. And so what Jesus is saying is that, is that there's going to come a judgment. And when the judgment comes, it's going to come on all of those who have continued like that. And so you and I, you and I have an opportunity to change as dads. And we're, go we're going to change. We're going to be the best dads possible. I want, at the end of my life, I, want, uh, I went to a service of uh, home-going celebration for one of our local pastors uh, last week, and uh, I was so blessed in looking at the family, you know, and I said, boy, that's how I want my family to be when I'm gone, uh, should Jesus uh, tarry. Uh, I want them to be strong like I saw that daughter who was talking about her dad, so I know where dad is, so I'm not so worried about it because I know what kind of a dad he was. And, and everybody was saying, well, yes, he fathered me, and he fathered me, and he fathered me. And, and we want people to know that they're loved. And this man, without a doubt, showed love to all of his family, showed love when they were doing just what he wanted, and he showed love when they weren't doing what he wanted. And, he, and by love, he brought them into compliance with the Word of God. And that's what you and I can do, daddies. We can do that, fathers, in this house. And you will always have somebody who will go errant. Man, you'll have somebody. I used to, I would go on the King Ranch and I was working for this oil company out there and, and I would go out on, sometimes we see the cowboys uh, rounding up the, 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 the cow. You know, oh, I love that. They had helicopters, but man, just throw those things away. Get the horses out. You know, uh, that's me, right? Anybody like me? I mean, get the horses out. All you city slickers. Uh, I, I need some country folks here. I was looking for some cowboy boots, but I found none. Oh, I got one set. Yeah, and so they would have the horses out, and the horses, the vaqueros were, were, were rounding up the, 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 the cows, and invariably there was one old, old steer or one old calf that didn't want to go with the herd. Invariably. And they, and they would gut and round him up and round him up. And that, that, that cutting horse would go out there and get him to bring him back to the fold. 
And that's your responsibility, Dad, is that when somebody is errant, they keep going errant. Don't say, I'm sick of that boy. I don't know why I didn't say girl, but usually it's a boy. <laughs> I'm sick of that boy. I'm tired of that boy. Maybe occasionally, I'm tired of that girl. Well, if they're not dead, you're not done. You're not done, Dad. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, so, so let, but Jesus is saying that judgment is going to come. It's going to come to all those who have done wickedly. And um, then, of course, Jesus says in, in uh, Matthew 23, verses 37 through 39, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And listen, what, what an epithet. An epithet. He says, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How would you like to be recognized by being a killer of prophets? And throwing stones at the people God sends. So as, as a dad in a home, you, you need to be a gatekeeper. You make sure that you're doing God's will. You're standing in the gate there at your home doing God's will, making sure nothing comes in that home that God didn't send. So you have to be vigilant, sober, and be vigilant. Be a good dad. Don't just acquiesce, give in to. Don't just, well, even if your wife said, well, I think it would be all right. If you said, baby, God didn't send it. Let's don't do it. That's how you do that. That's how you do that. You do that as a father. You know, just like your eyes and your ears or your soul gates, you be the gate to that house. All right? Oh, no, I'm telling the truth up in here. He says, you do this to those prophets I send, and you stone, you kill the prophets, you stone those I sent to you. But how often I wanted to do just the converse. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gather her chicks under her wings. I wanted to do that. Has anybody ever seen that picture of a chicken? You, you're old enough to know that. I keep promising to give you some city analogies, but I can find none yet. But the chick, the mother hen, when the, when the, the storm starts to, to blow and the wind and what, uh, the storm comes in rather and the wind is blowing and maybe the dust is flying and that mother hen is there gathering her chicks and she sends, sends down and she puts her, would it be claws, talons, in, into the ground and into the grass and grabs hold of it and she sits there and she spreads her wings and says, I will stand between you and the storm. That's what she's saying. Yeah, I will stand between you and the storm. And so her chicks, what do they do? They run to her for safety. And Jesus is saying, I can be compared to this mother hen that I'm going to put my, my feet down, my talons down there, and I'm going to protect you from what's coming against you. And that's dad's job. He uses the analogy of a hen, but it's dad's job. All right? All right, you stand there. I mean, these guys aren't saying amen to me. Well, <laughs> but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus is saying that, that dads, you have to be that kind of a dad. And if you say, well, I don't have strength in a minute, I'm going to pray for you. Let me go to John chapter 8 and just read a few verses 
and, um, and we won't expound too deeply on them, but let me read a few verses from John chapter 8, beginning in verse 14. It said, Jesus answered and said to them, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. So they were, were accusing Jesus of, of a, a self-evaluation and, and giving himself props as to who he was. And he says, for I know where I came from and, and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I'm going. Jesus says to this group, they were always fighting against Jesus. He says, you judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true for, now listen to what Jesus says, for I am not alone. My judgment is true, so I have a witness who can corroborate everything I'm saying. He says, I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. He sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. And so he was saying, Jesus is saying in this passage, that I do what my Father tells me to do, and my Father is always with me. I, I said to you earlier that, that those, many of you feel like you, you know my dad because you know me, and I'm always talking about my dad. My mom was, I would say, every bit as instrumental in my life. The first big part of my ministry, I talked always about my mom and her wisdom. And, 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 but I, as I grew uh, older, as I grew older, then I felt like I needed, I needed my dad. Uh, I remember at 47 years old, and I say this maybe to help somebody, not to shame myself, but I called my dad maybe every day of my life when I was 47 years old. I needed my dad. I said, I'm going through a rough place. I'm going through a difficult pathway, uh, passageway, and I need my dad. I needed my dad's strength. I needed my dad's wisdom. I was 47 years old. And when I say sometimes I died, when dad died, I was 52 years old. I'm glad he didn't die when I was 51. I needed him. When you know the way, you need him. When you don't know the way, you need that. So, Dad, if that boy rejected you and, and did not like and does not like the wisdom, you still give it to him. Find a way to give it to him. If he doesn't take your phone call, text him. <laughs> Come on. Put it on Facebook. God's helped us out. So you can help somebody. Don't just say, ah, that's all I can do is pray. I hate that expression. That's all I can do is pray. What do you mean it's all you can do? That's your most formidable weapon. Prayer. We sing that. Prayer and thanksgiving, I believe you also. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay. I'm on another clock and I got one more minute. Let me read. It is also written in your law. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am the one, verse 18, who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness with me, of me. But I have a greater witness, he says in, in John chapter 5, verse 36. John 5, 36, he says, But I have a greater witness than that of John's, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father sent me. And I want to say just lastly to the, to the men here is that when you are sent by God, and you are taking on your role in a, in a proper way, your works will bear witness. 
God is going to bear witness. You're bearing witness. But your works will bear witness. And I want to encourage each man here. I want to encourage each man here, no matter how difficult it's been, no matter how righteously you have lived, and that child, whether boy or girl, has, has gone errant, and they have rejected everything that you have tried to teach them, you keep on being a good daddy. You keep on, you stay in the fight. Stay in the race. It's not over. You write, you phone, you call, you pray, you do your job. And when you do your job, God will always do his. Bless you. I'll be back in a minute.